international friendlies tonight, man. Yeah, Will, oh, mate, I've seen this one. Get on this absolute belter. <clears throat> England hosts the Republic of Ireland in a friendly at Wembley on Thursday as both sides look to secure victory for the first time in the fixture since the 1980s. What? So have they not played each other since the 80s or have they just been ringing out draws? So, every- in fact, we'll find out. Find out. Let's do the research. You can't just come up with these outlandish claims. Well, you can, clearly. You can do what you fucking want. You just have. Right. Let's have a look. Where, where's my head-to-head? What's that website called? Head. Mm-hmm. Be careful what you type in here. 11 v 11. I know, yeah. Here we go. Right. I don't want to start in 1946. Right. <laughs> Twen- right. 2015. Back when I was a boy? Oh, yeah. Tw- oh, my. Oh, my God. <laughs> Go on. Right. 2015, 0-0. So that's Twen- it. 2013, 1-1. Right. 95, 0-0. 91, 1-1. So there's been four games since 1991. Five games since 1991. Six games. 1988. 1 0 2. Ireland. England. Last one in 1985. <laughs> England, the poop. One of them was at the World Cup. Two of them were at the cha- European Championships. And then there was three friendlies slash this one. That is actually fucking appalling. This is why I don't watch international football. That's pony. Like, no disrespect. I mean, I know, I know you'll watch France when it's on. And that's fair enough, you know, your part yeah, but, French. But I didn't watch that. it last night. Because the friendly use asked. I mean, case in point, right, perfect case in point over of things like internationals, specifically friendlies, at this current moment in time within a global pandemic. <laughs> you can't leave your house and go and visit me. No. I can't leave my house and go and visit you. Ever. I mean, I'm pointing out all the good things. There are other things <laughs> you can't do as well. You can't go and see your family. No. You can't go to a football game. You can't meet up at a coffee shop. Um, you can't go to the pub for a drink. You, you can't do fuck all. Football has clung on by its, by its absolute nails to not being put in lockdown by the government because they've gone, go on, at least sport can continue. We'll allow that. Go on, crack on. And they've gone, brilliant. Two horns from international friendlies in there, eh? Joe Gomez goes to said international friendly. Mm. Picks up a tender injury and is out indefinitely. He doesn't even play yeah. the game. Yeah, have you seen, like, it's just come out at the time of, like, just before we started recording, that England-Iceland is going to happen at Wembley. Uh, the government have given it a special exemption. Of course they have, yeah. To allow them in. Because wasn't it originally England was supposed to go there, and they were like, oh, it might be after a neutral venue, and now it's happening originally at Wembley. Was, uh, yeah, originally England were going there, but then mm-hmm. they would have been subjected to two-week quarantine and they were coming back, which would have hindered the Premier League. The Premier League, and the FA was saying, well, if that's the case, we cancel a friendly. So they've switched it because Iceland don't have a ban going back or something. It'll be. Well, yeah. Plus, now they get to come to Wembley and yeah. then go. But TV money and all that can carry on. Madness, mate, isn't it? I don't, I don't like friendlies anyway, unless it's the tournament. And even then, I find it difficult to latch on to. Um, I did enjoy England in the World Cup. I got swept up in that one. I'll be completely honest. I'll hold my hands up. But other than that, it's not something that I've ever watched or took time out of my day to watch. Like, for example, Danny's just messaged me. Are you watching the match tonight, mate? He knows I won't watch it. He knows I won't watch it. But he's still asking the question. It's like it's like I we lost 2-0 to Finland the other night. And I'm like, I'm kind of not even surprised. It was a no, but that's the point as well. A strong team was... It is It is literally like a club friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever anyone asks me about friendlies, I always go back to when we had uh, your man, Don Carlo, in charge. Yeah. When we won the double, we lost... I think we went on a tour 
in Holland and we lost every game. Really? And we weren't playing like IX PSV. We were playing like some some mad teams. And we just, we, I think we lost every game. I just remember every time, oh, how did we do? Oh, we lost. And you're sitting there going, and I'm sitting there as a, you know, a young kid going, oh my God, this is shit. You know, oh, we can't even win friendlies in Holland. Win the double that year, no one's asked. It's in a complete, they are completely irrelevant scoreline wise. Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, no, no. All I was going to say is what happened last night is we rocked up, mm. lost 2 0 because the French squad probably turned up and went, eh, it's Finland. Ooh. Eh, why are we here? Eh, this doesn't mean anything. Finland have turned up and gone. Two, the two people who scored made their debut. Yeah. For Finland. So they've turned up and, you know, wanted to make a, a statement, and they have. Let's have a look at the, the France lineup, for example. Okay. So you had Mandander in goal, by no way your number one goalkeeper. No. Leo Dubois at right back, not your number no. one. No. Nope. Zuma, arguably in and around, but never number one. No, but he's, but he's you know, he's. He's in and around. Yeah. Lenglet, uh, Clement Lenglet. No, shouldn't be anyone. Look at Dean. Is not your number one. Although he's, he's good. He's number two, I'd say, to Mendy. Yeah. Musa Sissoko. Fer, that's fer, sorry, that's Furlan, by the way. Furlan, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Musa Sissoko. Mate, people love him, but I'm not a fan. Okay. Steven and Zonzi. Doesn't really he, get in there much. Do you know what? No, no. Do you know what? He's there a fair Maybe. bit now. Yeah, weirdly. He's, he's, uh, the Champs likes him, but he's not first name. Paul Pogba. Start, he's like one of the first names on the team sheet. But Marcus, just, Marcus Turam. Lilian's son. Uh, yeah, for getting into the fold now. So it is, it's like, here you go. Okay. I love uh, this. Wissam Ben Yedda. Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm very indifferent to Ben Yedda. And obviously Giroud, who's a record breaker. So I'm not going to say yeah. that. Well um, uh, and then you look at the players that we're on the bench for. So you have Benoit Costil. I'll just rip, rip through these. So yeah, 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 Benoit yeah. Costil, mm-hmm. uh, Kim Pempe, yeah. Baran, Griezmann, yeah. Uh, Martial, mm-hmm. Coleman. Taliso, Kante, mm-hmm. Rabio, Lucas Hernandez, household names. Um, Mike Magnum. The goalkeeper at Lille. Wow. Uh, Ruben Aguilar. Now, Why is my name gone blank? No, yeah. I've got no problem with people like that getting in. That's, that's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is we had the season finished late. Yeah, why are we doing it? Both yeah, seasons exactly. finished late and then we started a little bit later and then people are picking up injuries and you can see that people are taking a lot more knocks this season than they were previous seasons because we've had to condense the time in between matches. Sometimes we're playing twice a week, we're spreading the games out where we can a little bit. We're doing everything we can on a domestic level to manage the players and, and get through this COVID, COVID-style COVID football. And then they start throwing international friendlies in. And you're looking and you think of Leo Dubois... Um, with Sam Band, yeah, there's Steve Mandanda. There's no point. Because when it comes to a tournament, they're never going to get a look in. Equally, if you're putting them together and you're picking them as an 11 to go out and play your starting 11, you haven't got a tournament around the corner. You haven't got a run of games where they can get to know each other. So you, it's not even like you're putting the squad together to gel. You're just literally picking 11 names to go out and get a game of football. They don't need that. They need to be staying with within the bubbles, stay with their clubs so that they're not COVID. He was the one for Croatia, I said it was Vida, tested yeah. positive during the game. Yeah. Um, you need to minimise that risk. Otherwise, your domestic football is going to drop off. These are the risks. I don't see the point in playing them at the moment. I really don't. I don't like friendlies anyway. I put that on record. But international friendlies right now, Absolutely no point. You should be in a position where you should have some managers that know. Like Southgate and Deschamps should know, right, I've kind of got an idea how my 11 would be. Mm-hmm. I kind of have an idea 
what formations and they know my style and whatnot. I don't have to play a friendly to bed this in. We should like surely we could as a like you're saying as a of sport go write these off for at least till the new year. Yeah, you still going and playing two games because they're playing three games in two weeks. Mm. We were playing like every three days anyway. The best, the best thing is going to be for the clubs. I think it's going to be really interesting after this international break for the clubs that didn't get raided for international. So I bet you all the top six. I bet you Chelsea had a stumble against Newcastle. I bet you the top. So many players away on yeah. international I bet you Chelsea have got Newcastle. I bet you United have got West Brom. Spurs and City are playing each other. Arsenal playing Leeds. Who are the Reds playing? Leicester. That'll be interesting. Bet you bet you could have some stumbles from the the ones that have been, and it tends to be the big six. I know you like Calvert Lewin's gone, isn't yeah, he again? That, that's where your Dinier's most successful gone. players are. Do you know what I mean? Well, we've lost Rodriguez and Mina to Colombia. Uh, Calvert yep. Lewin, Pickford, Keane, uh, Luca Dean. Just going through the rest of the squad. Seamus Coleman, uh, who's only just back from injury himself. Um, Sigurdsson will have travelled for Iceland. Um, it will be for Nigeria. Cenk Tosin. I was actually pictured shaking hands with Vida yesterday when they played against Croatia. He won a penalty and scored it. Um, incidentally, if anyone's interested in Cenk Tosin, nope, didn't think so. Um, <laughs> and I can understand players like Cenk Tosin will look at that and think, right, well, that's an opportunity to get some more minutes on the new because I'm not starting for Everton yeah. very often. And he's coming back from quite serious knee injury as well. Yeah. Um, so I can't completely understand that part of it. But flipping it and looking at it from Liverpool's point of view, they lost Virgil van Dijk after um, Jordan Pickford flew through him and assaulted him on the pitch. Um, so they lose van Dijk, he's out for the season. They've got Matip who's made of biscuits. Um, Fabinho goes and gets himself injured. Um, yeah. Ironically, slide tackling someone else. Um so they're looking at the back line and they're thinking, right, OK, well, we sort of need to, you know, try and maximise what we've got, look after players, rotate smarter, maybe look at a new system, maybe not play such a high line, but then they've got Joe Gomez, who is quick, strong, direct, good reader of the game, very, very accomplished centre-half, and you think, right, well, they can still play that high line, Joe can get back and cover whoever they put in with him. I think it was um, Big Nat Williams last week. Then he goes on England duty for these friendlies and apparently he was off the ball, he was just running and ping, tendon in his knee went. I feel so bad for him because he's done right. that before. Terrible, mate. I mean, you know, touch wood, it's not ligament. Um, I think the report came out today that it wasn't ligament. They think he'll play again this season. Yeah, yeah. They think he, Liverpool are refusing to rule him out for the season, but it's a substantial lengthy injury. Do you think that's a slight PR move in the sense of... Any any club they go to at January to buy a centre back, they're going to go. It's not just Van Dijk that's out, so you'll add an extra ten mil onto that. Potentially, so maybe. say Connor Cody, like we've heard, they go to Wolves. Wolves go. That'll be thirty, not twenty, for argument's sakes. They go. No, no, we're, you know, Gomez is back, so you know we don't really need him. Gomez will be back by March. Don't worry about I, it. I think any any well, club that Liverpool go to to try and bolster the ranks will, if they're clever, will will rinse them. Should do, yeah. Yeah. And I'd say that to anyone. Yeah, I, I would expect it to happen to any club, by the way, not just to rinse Liverpool. That's not the point I'm making. No, no. But people know how desperate they are now. 
and this has all come off the back of this international friendly. That didn't need to happen. Yeah, we had we got rinsed with Kepa. You know, let's let's be frank. The entire reason that happened is because Courtois went on strike, and everyone went, "Need a goalie, do you?" And we went, oh, "Well, well, maybe." Insert laughter emoji. Oh, fucking Courtois. But um, Trent's out as well. Yes. Yeah, so they're going to have a fragile back line. Mm. So are they going to play such a high line now? Are they going to take those risks? Because for me, on the outside looking in, because I'm obviously not a Liverpool fan, with that front four as it's now equated to be, they'll score goals all day, but it's how risky they want to be at the back. I think they're playing a front four for the exact reason. Of mm. the back. I think if the Van Dijk and everyone's in, he doesn't play a, the, that four. The four of Mane, Salah, Firmino and Yotta. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, I think if he's got the full strength back line that won in the title last year, it's it's a rotation of the three. But I think, tell me, like you say, if you think I'm wrong or something, but he's playing the four because that's all that all the other team's going to think about. They're not going to be bombing forward because mm. they're trying to occupy the other four. And then you've got the likes of a Henderson and a... Who's Wijnaldum? Because Thiago's not been in and out, hasn't he, right, lately? Yeah. The likes of a Wijnaldum and a Henderson helping the back four. Mm. You know, Henderson's basically the, well, he's now the only leader in that team, pretty much. Well, there's Milner as well, but Milner doesn't get much. In much and out. Starting 11, yeah. you'd go. Allison, I'd say to an extent as well, but Van Dyke was in charge of that back line. Mm. Henderson seemed to be in charge of that midfield going forward, yeah. but the rest kind of out of freedom and they knew mm. their roles. Yeah, I'd agree with that completely, yeah. Um, and yet, I think you're right. I think you've hit the nail on the head. The reason that they've had that four in the last game up top, and I think they'll continue to do so, is so that they keep it, the opposition, whoever they're playing, so occupied that they can't get in behind. Um, because it will be a, it will be a huge test now that they haven't got Van Dijk back line. It's, it's going to be... Because Matip's not going to last three, four games on the bounce. He, he might prove me wrong. He might have a special inhaler and develop asthma. I don't know. Uh, he might have some special <laughs> juice on hand, but uh, I, I just can't see him, all jokes aside, I can't see him being fit for a prolonged period of games, so they're going to have to mix it up at some point, and that's when teams will have to be a little bit cleverer, or Liverpool will have to be a little bit braver. Uh, or, or I don't know whether they change the system or, or what and try and adapt it that way, but look, Klopp's been in the league, what now, five years? Yeah. He's never backed down from a challenge, has he? No, and I think if... If you look at their last few results, Liverpool, mm. they've in the Premier League, they've obviously had the draw against Man City, yeah, the 2 1 against way. West Ham, the 2 1 against Sheffield United. Yeah. And obviously, yourselves in the Derby was the 2 2. But if you look at the three games after the Van Dyke injury and then the subsequent injuries, they're very, it seems they're not, it's not all like gung ho, score five, score four, you know, slightly more the reserved. Show. It's hold this shape and we'll get one. Mm. We'll get two. Well, um, we'll when he see, came in, at, see it out, see it out, draw against Man City. Like two one, two one, one one. You regardless of the scores, if you went Sheffield United, West Ham, City, you're gonna walk out with seven points, you seven go points out of nine. You'd have that with Perfect. You. So it doesn't it doesn't matter how they're not playing the gung ho. Like you say, they've lost seven two to Villa before the injuries. Yes. That's the only blip currently. It is, yeah. You're right. Because a draw a draw in a derby, regardless of who it, it doesn't is, matter who you're playing in derby or form goes out the window, doesn't it? So you, you yeah. take what you can get. If wait for a moment, if you're not for the points in the derby, you take it and you get out of there and you, you reset and you go again. But Klopp famously said when he came into Liverpool that he, he wanted to introduce rock and roll football, um, and he was he was laughed at at the time. To be honest, rock and roll football, what's he chatting? But I can see what he's on about. 
it's very it's very hard hitting. It's very fast tempoed. It, it's non-stop for ninety minutes. I mean, I was, I was talking to work the other day about it. And Shakiri surprised me more than anyone when he's been coming on in terms yeah. of his work rate and his efforts off the ball to get forward and to to implement himself into the system because he's been a bit of, bit of a problem for them. Um, but yeah, look, it, it's a test of time for them. The internationals haven't helped at all in any way, shape, or form. And um, the current crisis at Liverpool, oh, I say crisis, that sounds terrible. Defensive crisis, and it is. You can't take your two starters out of there and, and tell me it isn't. Um, well, City lost theirs last year, and it was. I would have said it was a crisis. So yeah, I'd say it was a crisis for I, Liverpool. I, yeah, I'd say it was a crisis at the time because City fell away so spectacularly, and that was down to Laporte not being there and not replacing company. Uh, what's worrying for City is Nathan Ake only lasted six minutes last night. Yeah. Six Although they don't down. even look like they need him. No, but still, they've gone and got Ruben Diaz. Yeah, but they've gone out and spent forty-five million on him. I think they've done that to cover Laporte. Yeah. You know, when it, it it became this thing. Remember when Ake signed, and I think it was Carragher famously come out and said, "You can't play two left left-footed um, centre-halves, but you can do it with right sides." But oh, you can't do it on the left. Feels weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone was like, "How's he going to do it?" And then he's just gone out and got Diaz, moved out to Mendy on, and Diaz has just cemented his place. And you're like, "Well." Did you need Ake? What, what's Ake here for? But then I imagine it would be because they know Laporte has got this this history of picking up injuries and maybe he's there as the foil for him. I don't know. Maybe he's there to pressure him. I'm, I'm not sure. And he's and he's left back cover because Mendy's uh, inconsi- Mendy's inconsistent. Zinchenko isn't good enough, and they let uh, what's his face go to Leipzig. Um, Angelina. They did, didn't he? So yeah, Ake's probably more consistent. When he's off the treatment table, he's more consistent than Mendy is. We should never have sold him, put it that way. Well, I remember um, you just brought him back, didn't you? And you refused to loan him out. You played him for a few games. And then the end of the season, you think, brilliant. He played a few games. He's actually looked quite comfortable there. That's great. And the next thing, you know, sold him to Bournemouth. And then, to be fair, you had screwed on. You're like, well, we'll have first refusal, which which I like, by the way, whenever you're going to let any young player go, always always try and hold something back. But then never exercised it. Um, but to be fair, you got Thiago Silva, you got Zuma, Samori. Samori's good, yeah, but then you've got Christensen and Rudiger. I personally would have said to both of them, right, use jog on and whatever money we get, we'll, we'll go to that, that, That's the pain, is like you say, we loaned Aki to Bournemouth, brought him back in the January, won the league with him, and then sold Played him back well. to them. Played very well, but we spent that money on Rudiger. And, oh, and, I, and I, don't, I don't sit there and go, that's a level up. That's not a level up. That was a weird one. That was sort of the back end of the um, stupid signings. Yeah, do you think that was the? Do you think that was the last deal that Abramovich looked at and thought, "I'm not doing this again." That's that's got to stop. No, I think the Keppel one was. I'm being genuine. I think the Keppel one was. You've you've alluded to it before, mate. You've hit the nail on the head with it. That was a panic buy. You, but we knew everybody knew you had to go out and sign a class keeper. You couldn't afford to go out and take a punt on a Ramsdale or a Henderson. You had to go and sign someone established and kept it for all intents and purposes. Nobody, he was so highly rated on the continent. You could, I know, I know what you're saying, but like we've said this on that oh god episodes and episodes ago. I could have told you to go buy Nick Pope or Jack, even, and I'm not even joking, back at the time, go get Jack Butland, go get Nick Pope, go get, um, I mean, to ben, be fair, ben Foster, you were, you were not that. No, 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 no. Oh, sorry. No, I thought it wouldn't surprise me if Joe Hart ended up at Chelsea on a free. 
I was Joe Hart. Apologies, I thought he's a bit faster. But back back when then, your lad wasn't on that much of a, you know, witch hunt as he's on now. So getting your <laughs> Pickford off you wouldn't have been a bad. Do you know what I mean? It was getting like. Uh, Carry him for you. Are you but rubbing this... out? What's that? Are you rubbing out? No way. You can hear like a rubber. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I yeah. But you made it sound sexual, so I had to try and play it off. Yeah. Not touching myself, honestly. Oh, there's my hands. Mm. Anyway. I'm making notes as I go. I'm trying to be more professional. So when I have an idea, I'll let you finish and I'll write it down. Okay, sound. Stop rubbing out. This, this is what I'm No, I like it, but stop rubbing out. <laughs> the, um, but no, Jorginho and buy Jorginho because of Sarri as well. Um, and Has I also really been that bad of a signer. Jorginho, there was a bit of a flex for Jorginho as well, I think, because City wanted him, and we basically turned around and went, "Well, we got him." It was public knowledge Guardiola wanted Jorginho, and for some reason it wasn't getting over the line. And every Chelsea fan knew we we're going to announce Sarri and Jorginho on the same day, and they were announced on the same day. To be fair, it was a bit a of few, flex. A few years back, Liverpool was so close to signing Sean O'Neill Phillips, and he would have been. A huge buy for them at the time. Yeah. And City to stop Liverpool having him just bought him. Mm. Now we'll have him. And they're like, where are you going to play him? Don't know yet. Don't care. Just to stop Liverpool taking that progression. So I understand what you, why you do that. It, it's got to, you've got to be clever in the transfer market. Um, you've got to be a little bit more astute than the people in and around you because otherwise you just get left behind. Barely. <clears throat> Good Lord. We'll get to them. God. The um, Jorginho was a bit of a Jorginho has been and probably still is but a bit of a scapegoat mm. for the Sarri year. But the biggest issue is he can he can yeah, but you know, been in it twice, won it twice. Yeah. Yeah, so fifty percent of your Europa League success is with Mauricio Sarri. Ah, the other fifties with uh, Rafa. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but Rafa's a good manager. I like Rafa. I've got a but problem you won't with Rafa. Give it to Sarri. Chelsea, Chelsea. Do you know what? Right. Do you know what, right? Are we having it? Phony Teddy Ivan last I love I I don't mind Rafa. I like Rafa. I didn't like Rafa when he first came in. I was like, you taking the piss. Why? Right? Because of the um the back and forth in the past with um Chelsea. Back when you know when we were in our pomp with Mourinho, that first sort of like yeah, yeah, yeah. emergence that we that, you know, Jose was trying to create the rivalry of everyone to bring mm-hmm. up, you know, the the siege mentality. But by the end of it, I've done a complete 180 on him and I've got a lot of respect for him. I have a lot of respect for the work he did at Newcastle and you've even got to respect the work he did at Liverpool. But I find it quite baffling when fans are so tribal against a man coming in that's managed another one of their teams. I agree. I find it quite... Like United fans that just weren't having Jose because he managed Chelsea. Yeah, Tottenham fans that Tottenham fans that are still like, I'm not having him. He managed Chelsea, and I'm like, you know, and Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal fans, y'all. Arsenal, Arsenal fans who were watching it all crumble down under Unai Emery, going, "Don't I, Jose?" Or going, "Couldn't have Pochi managed uh, Spurs?" And you're like, "What? What are you talking about?" I find that very bizarre. I don't know if it's like, I that's just me. I wouldn't give a like, like if they if Everton have often been linked with Rafa. Yes. Would that be an issue to you? To me personally, no, but I know fans who would not have it. Yeah. I, I, and it just that's just something for me that I've never clocked onto because I, I don't know if it's I look at it as a... I'm not saying other people don't look at the big picture, but I just go, 
your circumstances will dictate who you're getting in. If you're either in a really good position to get like a likes of a Jose Mourinho or you're down in the dumps and you end up with that kind of manager, it's like, well, this is the situation you're in. Like Steve Bruce has managed both Sunderland and Newcastle. Yeah, both shirts. But Birmingham like and Aston Villa. Wait, is he managed at Villa? Yeah. Bruce? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was mayor there. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Absolutely. Like, so did Rachel? Like, yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not. Yeah, they they didn't like that. Yeah, that's what I mean. And so, he went to Villa after Birmingham as well. And Birmingham yeah. fans still hated it. And you're like, well, it's not your problem. Nobody left. Was that asked? It's but like in, that. Joe. So, well, no, sorry, you've hit the good the point there. It's like Jose going to Tottenham. At first, I was like, "Oh, you cheat!" You know, you play on it. You're like, "Oh, you cheeky fucker!" Like, I'd never managed Tottenham. <laughs> now I'm not asked because we've got Frank Lampard. And it's not even just Frank Lampard, but Frank Lampard's my manager now. I don't really care what Jose Mourinho does. I do. Like, I well, I, I care in one element, and if he wins the league with Tottenham, I'm going to care. But like, they're in the conversation. They're not. They we'll get to that. Mate, they are. You want to get to it now? Southampton. They're in the conversation. Football. They've got to be. Southampton in the conversation for Champions League football. Okay. I'll accept that. Hasselhoodle has done a fantastic job with them this season. This is when Tottenham win the league, Southampton finish four, <laughs> and we're on episode 100, and I'm like, hasn't gone exactly. This is not it. what I imagined it would be, <laughs> but okay. So, yeah, Leicester sit on top of the Premier League. Tottenham second, only a point behind after eight games with a better goal difference. Yeah. They've got to be part of the conversation, mate. If Liverpool... A favourite to win the league now and the level with Tottenham, but Tottenham are plus eight on goal difference. Then why aren't Tottenham part of the conversation? I know it's only eight games in and I know Tottenham love bottling it. But this is Jose Mourinho's Tottenham. How long since Tottenham won a trophy? Where is it? Since Spurs last won a trophy.co.uk. That's a web... Google it. 12 years, nine months, 24 days, zero hours, 51 minutes and seven Eight nine seconds. Yeah, we we got the gist, and that's counting. So, which points? Do you know what they will do? They'll win the league cup. Right. Okay. They'll win this league cup. Okay. Where did you and it'll be, to finish in the league? Oh, where did I put fifth? Maybe or sixth? Oh no, I think I put them low. Actually, <laughs> I'm starting to think about it. Give me a minute. Give me two seconds. Let me bring Go it on, up. Yeah, no worries. Uh, you can get my value uh, there. Actually, oh, yeah. I I won't find. Ah, well, I find. Uh, take me a minute to find yours. You got to screenshot it. I have. It's in your notes. No, it's in your notes. Remember, we've been through this. Oh, yeah. Sorry, your yeah. Notes. This is I what put, happens when you get a new phone. I put them seventh and I put you sixth. You and put I put sixth. Arsenal fourth, which is starting to piss me off. We'll get to them. So I put Spurs to finish eighth. Uh, yeah. I'm going to get that wrong. They are part of the conversation. So that the top four I had was City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal. I and think that happen. I think they'll win the League Cup, which, by the way, is their level. Fucking man. How many shots you gonna fire at these? <laughs> no, in all seriousness. I think they'll win that League Cup. It's very I just I I just feel it would be very Jose. Second season. He always does well in his second season. Yes, United fans. He did do well in his second season. He always does well in his second season. And you could probably see him he always went for that League Cup in his two stints at Chelsea because it's getting a trophy over the line. That's why the it community gets, shield gets, is so important. It's the, the mentality. And it's the, the players used to lift on a trophy. Yeah, exactly. you've done that one. We're, but it's not. This isn't. The season hasn't ended now. In yeah. January, February, we keep going. Yeah, it's that shot in the arm, isn't it? So, but I don't think that ends with them then lifting the Premier League. Maybe yeah. the Europa League. I'm not saying they're going to win it. I predicted City to win it. I don't think I, City are going to win it now. 
the way they're playing, the way they're playing, I know, yeah, the way they're playing now, if that continues, they'll be top four for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And then I think it's, and then I think it's Chelsea, not any in any particular order. It's Chelsea, Liverpool, City, and Tottenham. Do you know what I fucked up? I put Villa to go down in 18th. I put Crystal Palace to go down. Dean Smith is smashing it. Everyone's saying like, oh, Ross Barkley, purple patch. And I'm going. I've seen this before though. And I've had this conversation with people in work. Um, Shout out to Mark if he ever freaking listens. Mm -hmm. I gave him loads when when Barkley went to Villa. He was like, oh, wouldn't you have had them? And I said, no. Yeah. And I stood by the no. However, I've been watching Guilfrey Sigmundson the past couple of weeks. I'm thinking, "Mm, would I have had them? Probably yes. However, I'm still not arsed. I've had a well, I've had a few people say to me, oh, Chelsea had one. Chelsea had one. I'm going, nope. hang on a minute. No, no, no. Hang on a minute. Give it a season. He's on loan. So mm. we get it. If this continues, we just get him back. If we get him back, we either loan him out again or we keep him or we sell him. And what's he doing all year? Taking points off our rivals. Exactly. So Chelsea are laughing. Yeah. But it is nice to see because it was one of those ones when we got him, drink water, Sort of like, and that there was a crop of English lads that we brought in because we were the really, quotas. we were really low on our quota. Because what always used to get us through the quota was Terry Lampard, Joe Cole, Ashley Cole, um, Fabregas for a period goes through, mm. Cahill, that always got us through, and then they started dropping off one by one. It was like they're not coming in. But then last year when we got Abraham, Tamori, Mount, Loftus yeah. Cheek, obviously before we loaned them back out again, that ticked all the boxes again. Tell you what, before we forget, gotta tell you this one. Have you heard the um, story slash report about Petr Cech and Edard Mendy? No. Ah, oh, this is this is beautiful. So while Cech was at Arsenal, mm. Arsenal was scouting Edard Mendy. Oh, go on. Right. Something happened between. Now I couldn't find out anything on this, so if if anyone does know, let me know. So something happened between. Edard Mendy's agent and Arsenal. But I don't know whether it was Arsenal's, you know, negotiators that balls up the deal or if Edard Mendy's agent balls up the deal. But something broke down, right? Yeah. Czech then goes, hmm, keep an eye on him. Suddenly Chelsea's goalkeeping coach, Christoph Lollishon, is keeping an eye on him. Mm-hmm. Czech comes in and apparently it's one of the first names he said was Edard Mendy for goalkeeper. Let's keep going with him. They've spent a year under a transfer ban. Kepa's just had, you know, pressure, pressure, howl, a mistake, pressure, pressure. Comes yeah, to the fucking mayor. Don't be polite. I'm trying. I'm trying to not. I'm actually trying to not be less because I do feel slightly so- sorry for him now. So I'm trying to be less of a prick about yeah. it, basically. But then suddenly this summer it's goalie, only one target, get it over the line, whatever you can do. He's in. So thanks, Arsenal. How's Leno? Leno's quality. How's Emmy Martinez, by the way? Oh, he's been fantastic. A, is he keeping a clean sheet on his first return to the Emirates? Madness, absolute scenes. Because you know what you could have done? Kept Martinez and sold Leno for more. Yeah, but Leno's their number one. But uh, don't Martinez, start this. Martinez is better than Leno. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. No, no Leno's no. a better distributor of the ball. Leno's a better keeper than Martinez. I don't think so. But the problem is, is they are both equally within their rights to claim a number one jersey, which Martinez has done by saying, well, I'll just go and be number one at Villa then. I, the, the only thing I put in Leno's favour is he's got a poor defence in front of him. So did Martinez when he was playing for Arsenal. No, but he'd, probably think, come, no, he'd probably come out of it looking better though because he was so busy because no, of the defence in front of him. What I think is, if Leno had gone to Villa and Martinez had stayed at Arsenal, I'd be saying the complete opposite. 
Like I'm calling myself out on that statement. I think it's purely based on the defense in front of them. So you're I arguing with yourself, and either way, you win and lose, and equally, you're happy. Lockdown 2.0. What do you think I've been doing for the past oh, yeah, no, no. nine months? <laughs> Telling me you're decorating, you just sat yeah, there screaming at yourself. Eggs. It's eggs for breakfast, but we've had enough protein. Well, no, we're having the corn. For- it doesn't matter anyway. So Villa have a better defense than Arsenal. Currently, yeah. That's a bold statement. Are you going on performances or personnel? Because I'll tell you what we'll do right now. We'll get the squads up. Yeah, because I'm we'll in my head straight them. away. I'm going. We'll go last game and we'll compare the back four. Okay. Let me. T- I tell you what I'll do. I'll do a combined. Actually, no. I probably split fifty-fifty on my back four because okay. I'd probably go. Well, Matty, t- Matty Cash is at right back. Gabriel's at centre back with Tyrone Mings. Kieran Tierney's left back. So you wouldn't have Bellerin at right back? No, I'd have Cash over Bellerin. I think Bellerin's pony. Interesting. Yeah, Bellerin. Bellerin and you have was... Gabriel in. Yeah. Not Thompson, Mings. not Mings. Oh, you have Mings. No, M- Mings him. and Gabriel. Yeah. T&E's on the left, so it's actually 50-50 split. Right, okay. And which keeper? With that defence. Martinez. Wow, you're brave, you. Controversial and brave. It's one of the two things I like about you. Did you know, um, you know, we were saying a few episodes ago, we were wondering why Saliba wasn't getting played. Yeah, they haven't registered him in the squad. He lost his mum. What? Yeah, apparently he lost his mum. Oh, yeah, I read that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, apparently he lost his mum during the uh, the summer. Oh, Jesus. But, uh, so so that, uh, that that's why apparently he... Um, yeah, uh, it's going to take a bit more time. Yeah, and I, I read uh, something the other day, I seen on Twitter... Apparently, now I can't confirm whether this is true or not, someone put Greenwood liked this post on Instagram, but then Gary Neville actually put like some, like retweeted it with some like emojis. I can't remember what they were. Basically, long story short, uh, one of Greenwood's mates committed suicide. I've seen that, yeah. I've seen that. So that's why yeah. he's been Meanwhile, kind of the, in and the out. media are flying out of media. Oh, he's turning up late. But you know oh, why they're doing that? Yeah. Young black man doing well for himself. Right. They've done, they done it with Stale. Yeah. Here's the, thing. Here's the thing. Foden, Phil Foden. Foden, no, no, Foden and Greenwood both had the same um, lockdown uh, breach mm. during that international break, didn't they? When they went to Iceland. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And yeah. just trying to get, just trying to get laid. Yeah, <laughs> young boys. It is what it is. Yeah. Boys being boys. But Foden seems to have kind of been like, it's happened. You're back in the squad now. Yeah. Whereas Greenwood, it's, you know, and, and I I don't really like commenting on these situations. And it's not because I don't want to talk about them, but it's because there's so many unknowns. Yeah, I know what you mean. And it's, and it's, it, it kind of steps more into their personal life. Yeah. If you get me. And that's where I think you just get people like the media. It's just all guesswork. I've yeah. seen someone, pop the other, what footballer was it the other day? Someone put something up. And on their Instagram, I can't remember. And it, it was just a, a picture of a, a tabloid front page. And it was basically them just explaining why this was wrong and why they just guessed it and asked how they can just get away with it. And I was like, this is getting far too regular. Or is it just becoming more common knowledge that it's bullshit? Has this always happened and we're just picking up on it more? Or is this starting to become a bit too much of a regularity where the papers are just going, fuck it? We'll just put this out and see if it sticks. I think they do it for clickbait. We we've both talked yeah. about this before. I think they do it massively for clickbait. Um, 
they write provocative headlines to get the initial click and then they try and make the story as saucy as possible and um, by sub-quoting, taking things out of context and, and trying to generalise. It's not regulated correctly. Um, they're massively hypocritical because they were jumping on the bandwagon and be kind and be careful what you say, but then they've got no problem in running stories and thinking, well, if we get away with it, great. If somebody sues us, we'll just pay out of court. It's fine. We'll have sold enough newspapers or we'll have enough online clicks and sponsorship messages. It's bullshit, mate, to be honest with you. And they need calling out on it more and more. Um, I personally haven't bought a newspaper for years. Everything I read is now online. It's a digital age, but I won't click on a newspaper link if I can get away with it. If I can yeah. get away with it, I won't. I'd rather go through a website um, to a third party who's going to dilute the information and yeah, and have a look at it a little bit more objectively. But I, it's very... Like, I don't have Daily Mail app or a Mirror app. I definitely don't have the newspaper we do not name. I no. don't have those uh, apps on my phone because I'm not interested. I know it's just going to be clickbait. It's going to be a provocative headline of, oh, 50 grand a week striker. Picture it out late. And they know people are going to go, oh, my God, who's that? And you're like, oh, Jamie Vardy was actually in his back garden and it was past 9 o'clock. You know what I mean? For example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they will write it as 50 grand a week footballer spotted out late at night and you're like, oh, my God, who's done what now? And it's something as stupid as that. It's just pathetic. And it needs calling out more, mate, because, you know, at the end of the day, people's mental health are getting... It's, it's obviously yeah. getting affected by this. I mean... Just touched on there. Mason Greenwood's lost his mate and his head's probably up his ass. You know what I mean? Is he going I'm f- How old's Mason Greenwood? 18, 19. Come on. Like... He's a baby. He's a baby. I mean, I'm, I'm unlucky enough to have recently, as we, we discussed yeah. off here, to yeah. have lost a, a close friend of mine. And I'm 39 years of age and I've struggled to deal with it. Yeah. I can't imagine doing, dealing with it at 18 years of age. You know what I mean? With the pressure of being a footballer as well. I mean, everybody think, seems to think it's a walk in the park. Oh, you're getting 50 grand a week. It doesn't make we- you happy. We've touched on that before. Yeah, but look what they get paid. That is the most frustrating off, comment I ever hear. Pisses me off. But then oh. these these outlets are all jumping on. Be kind and publishing stories about it. And, you know, Caroline Flack took her own life yep. earlier on in the year because she was getting absolutely hounded out by the media for making a mistake in her personal life with a partner. She needed help. She needed an arm around her, but they absolutely vilified and pushed her into a corner so that she mentally felt she had nowhere else to go. She took her own life. The media in this country will quite happily back a young lad like that into a corner just to get a reaction so that they can then get more clickbait. That's how they operate. I can't stand them. Cannot just, stand it's them. Just... It's boring. It's mind numbing and it's boring. And they need to It's, get, it's getting old, isn't it? It is getting old. It is, yeah, yeah. But I think it I think it's getting more sensational and it's getting more provocative because of social media and obviously the reach that social media has at the moment and how easy it is to, to get onto, you know, obviously Twitter's got rules. You can't be under 18 or 16 or whatever it is to use this. You just click the button away you go. You can be eight years of age with a mobile phone and sign into a Twitter as long as you've got an email account. Yeah. So it's easy for them to market and, yeah. and get clicks and reach people and change their perceptions and, and have an influence on how they're thinking or what they're thinking of or how they're going to portray it when they see other people. They can generate a movement from doing that. But I think equally... The younger generation, and on the flip side of that, are getting harder to trick. And do you think that's... I was about to come on to that myself. I think people are... Like, the general public seem to be less gullible. I don't know if gullible is the right word, but do you know what I mean? Less perceptible to it, of, like yeah, you're yeah. saying. Like, harder to trick. Mm. So the fabricated stories are getting that much more crazier, controversial. Uh, like you're saying, 
trickier with the wording. Mm. So they're getting a bit more serious. Yeah. So that that person who it's about is thinking, fucking hell, like, really? We've gone from zero to 100 because, you know, a little little story here and there would have got you enough clicks to keep the papers going. No one's yeah. buying that now. No one's asked now. No, you're right. And I think, yeah, yeah you're right in what you're saying. Yeah, they're getting more sensational. They're getting a bit yeah. more outlandish to try and keep people hooked and tricked. And it's boring. My mum my always buys um, Take a Break magazine. Oh, she always yeah. does. My wife usually buys it like once every couple of months or so, and it'll tear up in the house. And she's like, I'm doing the crosswords. And I'll always look at the cover. And it's always like, um, I've got eight kids to my dad who I didn't know was my next door neighbour and my cat's uncle. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck? Where do these people live? Where do they drag them out of? Do you know what I mean? And it's the most sensational headline you can think of. And, you know, take a break is aimed at middle-aged women. Mm who probably are stay-at-home mums or stay-at-home wives or whatever, and they're just like, oh, look at this sensational, look at this life they're living, this is so exciting, or it's so out there, it's outlandish, and yours is so boring, mundane and vanilla and day-to-day, and they go, yeah, I'll buy that, and they're escaping that for a little bit, or they look down the nose at it a little bit, or they think, oh, my God, I wish I had eight kids to my dad, who was my cat's nephew's uncle, whatever. <laughs> but for me, it's it, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work anymore, and I think that's why it's it's so out there. It's just clickbait on mass. But I'd like to think it's dying out, to be honest, in terms of people actually buying into it. It actually astounds me, and not just even certain papers. It astounds me that papers genuinely exist still. But I think, as you know, and I I don't want you to take offence to this, but as older How generations, as older generations you know, die fall, fall away. No, in all seriousness, papers will eventually disappear. Yeah, of course. As yeah. we keep coming. It's the same way, like, you know, I always bang on about it, like billboard marketing and like, you know, anyone that pays for marketing on radio baffles me and TV and billboards. It's just weird. Yeah, radio's another one. Yeah, just like, oh, well, yeah, I feel like, yeah. I mean, Unless you listen to talk sports. No, no. Which is another one that fucking bores me. Just, uh, just... Everything's a sensational comment. Of course it is, yeah. But they only do it to keep the ads. I'm convinced. Yeah, I'm convinced. Without calling out names. I'm convinced people are either getting told, can you say something? You know these phone-ins? I'm 100% convinced. Tell me what you think of this. That they're phoning up and a producer or whoever or some intern is telling them, right... Um, who do you support? Oh, oh it's uh, Chelsea, right? Can you do me a favor? Can you say something controversial about Sari? Can you uh, go in on Kepper a bit? Yeah, you're right with that. Yeah, yeah, no problems with that. Uh, can you actually say you want Frank out? Sorry, just I think it's just, yeah. Go on, I'll say Frank's out. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it, but you know what? Why not? Like, get me on. Right, you're actually a Tottenham fan. Can you say you're an Arsenal fan and say you want Potch in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Like, I genuinely like some of these calls that come and go. That cannot be a genuine opinion of someone. It'll be like. Hi, it's uh, Darren from uh, Wrexham here, and I want a horse to come in and re- replace Sean Dyche. And they'll go, tell you what, that's a, that's a hell of an opinion there, Darren. Uh, why don't we get that on our Twitter and put a poll out? Horse or Sean Dyche? And it'll get like six million views, and I'll be like, oh my God, did you hear TalkSport the other night? Next minute, the horse is in a press conference. You're like, how have we got here? Finished. How have we got it? <laughs> that's some analogy. He's got I a think tie it's... on and everything, and you're like, the fuck? Just because of pro- some fake call. From my what you're saying is right in terms of. You say my story's no, not no, no, plausible. 
I'm saying you broke the news on the horse. Um, going in a Burnley, the Sean Dyson human. Now, um, I think you're right in what you're saying, and I'll use talk sports as the example. I've listened to it a few times. Um, back when I worked in FedEx, I was in the van all day. Made yeah. sense to have it on, so I don't miss any sporting Dab. news. Dab, but yeah. it was mainly the evening shot when Adrian Durham comes on, <laughs> and he'd sit there and like fucking United would lose one game, and he'd come on and he he shouts and everything's in motion, and he's like, "Oh my god, how would they get away with it? United got beat again. They've won this, that, and the other, blah, blah. and he sensationalises." A blip, so, and yeah. then he phone, and he, he opens it up to the phones, and then people come on, and I think at this at this point the producer sat there and they phone in the producer goes, "Aya, what's your name? Name Shah, right? Okay, Shah, not a problem. Uh, United fan, they go, yeah, yeah. And they go, what do you want to talk about? And they go, hey, blah 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 blah. And he goes, yeah, not a problem. That's a great view. However, we've already got two calls waiting with the same point, so we don't want to waste anyone's time. Thanks anyway. Off you go. Next one comes in, they go, oh yeah, well actually, I'm, I'm I I agree with. What they're saying, I want him out and blah blah blah, and I think we should go and get this one. And that one, they go, Oh, he's clearly nuts. Yeah, you straight through. It's the X Factor. It is. Why is that crazy person who can't sing in tune going through to the round? <laughs> well, what are we doing here? By the way, I haven't watched X Factor in probably two decades, but besides the point, quick maths. Think yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I was 13 two decades ago, anyway. 20 years ago. Yeah. Okay, carry on. Carry on. Yeah, it's it's horseshit. It bores me. Like that, like you used the word bores me before. Like you know when you're scrolling through Twitter, and I actually go, why do I follow? T- why do I follow Talksport on Twitter? I don't. Because sometimes you do get really interesting pieces. You get you get breaking news that comes through there, and sometimes they can be right with the sports leads. But for me, it's the sensationalism of everything to do. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this as an experiment. I'm going to load into Twitter now. Now, I don't follow them, so I'll have to search for them. And we'll see what the last couple of stories are, because we'll just use them as an example. And then no. this isn't me slating TalkSport. No, anyway. and I don't want this to become yeah. a shitting on TalkSport thing, because it's just them as an example. But put it this way, for example, because I was just saying. I'm looking at, look at TalkSport's main one or the Adrian Durham one. What the talkspot main one, but okay. someone like Laura Woods who does you know some of the breakfast shows instead yes. of um, what's his face name has escaped me. What's Alan his name? Brazil. That's the one. So Laura Woods will come out with good good comments and good stories and good opinions. I might be wrong, but I just feel like some of the people that are going on to some of these papers, doing their columns, doing their um, their yeah. media. Yeah. are trying to create clickbait themselves, whether they're being told to or not. That's kind of where I was getting to with it. They're like saying things for the sake of saying it. Of course, so yeah. people are going, oh, let's talk about the show. Oh, let's talk about them. Yeah. And I'm like, it. I don't, that's, it just comes across as fake to me. So TalkSport's oh. pin tweet is one a night ahead, obviously showcasing England against Republic of Ireland and Serbia against Scotland. That's fine. Next one. Danny Murphy interview. He's been on there tonight and he said, good players can always play together. Do I think they'll play under Southgate? Unlikely. But I would have Mountain, Midfield and Grealish where he plays for Aston Villa. So that's Danny Murphy giving his accounts on. And I don't think I, I don't think I can dis- disagree with anything Danny Murphy said there. The next one is, the first time I got out to the Anfield pitch to make my debut, all I did was dream of playing for Liverpool. It's surreal even thinking about it now as he goes over his Liverpool debut as his career highlight. Oh. An international break. Strange. Uh, Spurs <laughs> set a hands on a huge new contract money emoji. Okay. Uh, Billy Goldwell's return to action was cut short as he picked up one of the strangest red cards we've ever seen. Mind blown emoji. We discussed In, before. Go look at that tackle if you haven't, because everyone tw- Twitter's currently going mental about it, and you've probably already seen it. And everyone's like, "How is this a red? 
we've both agreed we don't think it's for the tackle. It's for something we think he said afterwards because he doesn't just do the tackle and the ref's going for the pocket. The ref actually looks like he's turning away. Then Billy Gilmore does this kind of stomp both arms he Remonstrates, back. yeah. Looks like, that's the word. Looks like he says something and the ref suddenly, that's when the ref, you can see his body. Spins. He spins, he, yeah. He like straightens up, doesn't he? Spins. So like what? I don't There's think it's got anything that. to do with it. But that's something where you're like, People genuinely, a lot of people are looking at that going, how's that a red? And I'm going, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not, it can't be for that. Like, it can't be. And I know it, it's cue next week when it turns out it is. Anyway, Karen. Uh, next sports, uh, next day, tweet to talk sports. Party's idol was a Chelsea star who used to run rings around Arsenal. Oh, let me guess. Michael Essien? Yes. God, I'm and then they've tweeted a picture of Michael Essien with the, uh, with the Premier League. Just a rub salt into wounds there. Mm. So controversial? Probably not, no. What are we talking about? Exactly. However, just stuck on the fires there between Arsenal and Chelsea. Who's your next game? Newcastle. Good. <laughs> That's not landed the way. <laughs> no, I was just wondering whether it was loaded or not. That's no, all. no, exactly. But if it's not, it's not loaded. That's grand. It's when you get like... It, it's... I oh, just wish. And, oh, and they've identified who Liverpool should be going for in January. Oh, who? Uh, ben White or Deo Upamecano. Who would you rather them go for? Neutral. Depends what the plan is. If they're looking to bring somebody in as a stock gap, go and get someone with a few years under the legs who can come in and do a bit of a job, but not there for long term. If you're looking at the fact that Van Dijk is going to be 30 before he returns and off the back of a serious knee injury, you're looking at maybe a replacement. But McCarroll's not a bad shout. If they're going for a stopgap, I wouldn't want them to get either of them. I don't think they're stopgap players. No, they're not. And that's it's just... That's just that, that'll either... If you get Ben White or Upper Pacano, you are... Benching one of them, or you're benching Joe Gomez. And I know Joe Gomez, but like, say they're when they're all fit again, yeah. you're either you're either halting Joe Gomez or you're halting one of them. So I don't see the benefit to it. Whereas if you go get someone like Connor Cody, Connor Cody is a very very experienced Premier League player, and he's a good defender. Yeah, that can they're help them get well. through. Exactly, that can help them get through a period. But then when the likes of Joe Gomez come back and they're starting again with Van Dijk or whatnot, Cody's. Thing is, with Cody playing and out, he's only twenty-seven. Yeah, exactly. Cody so he could play for another four, or five years at the at the top level as well. He comes back fully fit at the end of the season. He's fine, hypothetically. Will he retire at Liverpool? As in, will you see it? Not like, oh, he will go do a year in LA Galaxy. No, I think he's if he's clever, he'll go and do a year somewhere and take some pennies. Uh, like no, a, a big he, amount of. When I say retire, I mean, does he? Um, does he end up at Real Madrid or Barcelona? No, I don't think so, no. Do you think that's not happening now? No, I don't think so, no. Because of I the don't think, I think because of the... No, I think it's because of the current climate, to be honest with you. I, mean, I don't think... Mm. Especially with the European Super League looming. Oh. Um, I think pennies might be... Mentioned it again. I think pennies might be uh, squirreled away for other things. Oh. Um, but you just don't know, do you? I mean, look, Real Madrid and, and Barcelona are, are always known as being cash heavy. We've we've touched on Barcelona in previous episodes where they're not so cash heavy, paying everything on the drip, getting a clan that accounts open to come and oh, sign. It's seen the amount of like it's the, they, they've seen the people agree to these deals with them. Barcelona can't go to Liverpool again and say, "Oh, we want to take one of your best players 
um, we'll give you five million now, and we'll see you in twenty thirty two for the rest, yeah, and then be there. Oh, do keep you up for us. Look at us, we're amazing. We brought in this hundred and fifty million pound so player, fraudulent. Yeah, it's unreal. But I, I don't think Liverpool will deal with Barcelona again because of that. It's like it's like whenever I hear you spent fifty million on Torres, I'm like, well, I didn't personally. However, <laughs> my fifty million squiddled away. Mine's away for a you know a rainy day, but. We know. I don't think Chelsea ever paid the full fifty on Torres because a lot of them were tied into bonuses. Of course, yeah. Like, you know, play two games in succession while scoring in them. Very harsh. I'm a huge Fernando Torres fan. Absolutely. Anyway, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Fernando Torres. It's the most excited I've ever been for a transfer, and it's the most pessimistic I've ever seen my dad. And guess who was right? Eve, not me. Isn't Eve always right? Is that what you tell me? He's always right, especially when it comes to people Chelsea sign. So yeah, what do you think? Where do you think I got all this knowledge from? Why do you think I'm always late to this phone call, Dad? Quick, any new, any information? Yep, yeah, right, Sat Anima. He's the one who told me about the um, first told me about the Petacek Mendy story, and then oh. I looked up and I was like, checked it as an absolute beauty. Yes, to be fair, slotted him really well, hasn't he, Mendy? To be fair, him and Thiago Silva. After Thiago Silva's first game, obviously you made that mistake, and I came out and lambasted them to you and called them pony and got a few bites. To be honest, so I was happy with how that went. Well, but, um, you know, talent you... well out, mate. Do you know what I mean? I said at the time you signed him, it was a no-brainer. I would have loved to have had him. It still doesn't. Uh, I still watch him in the shirt, and I go, "It's not Thiago Silva. Can't be." Like it doesn't, it hasn't set a sank in. Do you know what I mean, all the others are, but I'm like, that's that's mental. But I tell you what, who's who's hit the ground running now that he's back from his injury? Hakim. Oh my word, that left foot. Oh my word, David him. That left foot yeah. is left unreal. Well. And the best part about it is he's playing in Williams' position. I'm assuming stand on it. It's fantastic. Brilliant. I've seen you play. Oh, I've seen yeah. that left foot. I've seen that left foot. To be fair, a couple of top bins, but um. You taking your shoe off? No. Why would I be taking my shoe off? What is that? I've got a slick in the paper. Your I turned a piece of paper around. Your I've got socks on. Yeah. Fraud. Anyway. Leave me slipper. Why not? Mm. No, because I leave my slippers by the front door. And when I come in with my trainers, I swap them out. But I don't take my socks off to put my socks back on every case I go out again. It's the same as wearing socks with sandals. It's No, it's not. Mm, it's right, there's that next to it. It's a pole. Socks with sandals, socks with... Uh... No, 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 I don't wear socks with sandals. That's not going out there. <laughs> I don't care how clever you are with your head. I'll say it 15 times over the place. <laughs> I, I wear my socks with my slippers. The, um, yeah. But no, um, the inquest is out of William. And it's hilarious. Here's a question for you. Who will be the next Chelsea player to go retire at Arsenal? Oof, let me think. Let me think about it. They've had Czech, Ben Ayoun, mm-hmm. William. Uh, who else have they had recently? They've had someone else who's escaped me. It'll be rude again. I think it'll be Jorginho. Oof, that's harsh on Jorginho. I like him, mate. All I've got to do is find out who Kia represents at Chelsea. And you can actually <laughs> predict, predict how the next few transfer windows are going to go Arsenal by um, um, seeing who's on Kia. Who, who's, by the way, right, okay, here is, here's Wolf. Well, Kia Direction. Yeah, here's yeah. what full circle it. Guess what radio show he was on the other day uh, explaining what's going on at Arsenal. Why yeah. is... I, I do, right, here we go. Perfect. This is full circle. I knew we got here, right? This reminded me. I talk sport. Yeah. I've heard on there, super agents need to go. 
You know, Sion Jordan's Alice. Oh, and, yeah. Right, super agents. I've got to go. They're a joke. Blah, blah, blah. He's on the gym. And I, and I fully agree with them. So how come the same radio show suddenly has Keir Jarabjian on there, giving it the big, I am I'm the super agent, fluttering about, this is what's happening at Arsenal. And they're all like lapping it up. They're like, oh, this is great. To be fair, like, is that not is that not bringing a level of objectivity to the to the conversation of <clears throat> there's a there's a representative there for Talksport saying they need to go, so they say well, we'll get him on, he can fight his corner. Unless they've got him on saying yeah. look who we've got, and they're the pine and over them, and they're like oh my god, super agent, tell us everything, dragging information out of them. Oh. No, you're right, no, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, look quickly. Go on. We, we we said we were gonna look into the table last week, but I don't want to spend too long on it because we've been going for an hour, but we've been talking a lot about uh, some interesting topics. International week, not lots been going on, but suddenly the media pop up with stories left, right, and center. So we're still not got an even playing field yet. However, we're eight games in pretty much across the board, apart from four teams. Yeah. Sheffield United have still only got one point. Yeah. Burnley have got two. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. those two. Hmm. Do we see them getting out of it, or are Barely, they yes. full, are they fully in this relegation battle? Barely, yeah, I can see them getting out of it. Clever, Andy. How have Sheffield United, United been so found out? John Lundstrom's not playing as much since he turned down the contract offer, and they've lost their number one keeper from last year. Dean Henderson was a massive part of it for them, I believe. Yeah, I just find it baffling the way they were so. People couldn't work them out last year. No. And now it's just too easy. Whereas now they were in they were in the game with Liverpool mm. up, and they were in the game with us for a large part of it mm. until they were trying to chase the equaliser for the you know, and then we ended up just going on a route. Yeah, which happens. Which just happens. Like you almost can't fault them, but they're just gonna sit there and take the two one. Exactly. No, you know. They've tried to go for a a, a draw. And they've taken a 4-1 beating as a result. The only thing that that's going to bother them is if they ever went down on goal difference. Yeah. Burnley, man. I do not want Burnley and Sheffield United going down and it keeping one of fucking Fulham up. And I say one you don't of want Fulham. Fulham. You don't want Fulham staying up because you predicted them to fall spectacularly. I don't know where their points are going to come. But hang on. Here's one for you. Just, no, no, no. Just before we move on. Luchman's pen. Oh, mm. 96th minute of 96. Penalty, which was a pen, by the way. 1-0 down to West Ham. 1-0 down to salvage a point. Get another point on the board. Move on. Luckman steps up. You'll have all seen it. I'll tell you it anyway. Goes for a Penenka. Fucks it up. Keep it just nice one. Stands there to have that means. Fucks it up. Now. Now. My question to you is, Parker came out and was absolutely fucking furious. What would you do in the dressing room? Right. First of all, I don't think he does it if there's fans in the stadium. We'll we'll get that out there now. Okay. I think, I don't think he... Too relaxed because there's only two teams? Yeah, yeah. I I, I think if you have got all the fans behind you, Mm. regardless of whether they're home or away, you're looking beyond the goalie at them and you're going, nah, in your head you're going, smash this. If, I fuck smash this, this. if I fuck this up. Which, by the way, I'd be doing anyway. Yeah, yeah. you're not even taking it. I can see I'm not even fucking taking it and I'm <laughs> So, for fuck's sake. But, 
and there's no way if there's if there's opposition fans behind it, he's thinking if I fuck this up, I'm in for it. If there's home fans behind there, he thinks if I fuck this up, I'm in for it. Yeah. So he doesn't do that if there's fans in the ground. Okay, shouldn't be doing it anyway. If so, in the change room, do you mean if I'm Scott Parker? Yeah. Right. Or if you're a player, if you're a player on that team and he's just done that and it you're depends. sat there one nil down, I'm thinking another opportunity for there's, points. There's actually a lot of there's actually a lot of like um parts to this that I would need to know that would actually influence my reaction. If he's always on penalties mm. and he's been rifle and he's and he's been rifling them in mm. constantly and he does that, you're gonna have questions. I'm not saying he is, but if he's dropping around day in, day out on the pitch, being a cocky bugger, and he does that, that'll be the moment that a lot of people who can't be asked of it or let loose. Mm. Is he the designated penalty taker? I think it's Mitrovic, isn't it? But he wasn't on the field. So is he like second? Like, I can tell you that when it's not Jorginho, it's Timo Werner. Well, now I can tell you it's Timo Werner. If it's not Timo Werner, it's Jorginho. And if it's yeah. not Jorginho, like, you know what I mean? You can kind of work out his... Yeah, you can work it out, yeah. Is, has no one wanted to step up and take that? And he's gone, I'll take it. Showing a little bit of guy. I just, I just can't understand why he's tried to panenka that. I can't see the gain from it. Mitrovic was on the pitch, I'm by t- the way. And he's I'm, their penalty taker. He must not wanted it. You know, if he panenka's that in, I'm going to put this out there now. You know, if he panenka's that and that goes in, guarantee you no one's talking about it the next day. Oh, there will be, not, yeah. It'll be hard oh, to see that Penenka, but it'll be a, no, but obviously like, that, that's the risk and reward element of it, isn't it? Yeah, but people talk about Zidane's Penenka in a World Cup final mm. after his headbutt. Yeah. Like, no like no one's, no one actually talks about that Penenka. This comes back to our media. Which he missed. Love and a failure. Which he missed, by the way. But, you know, Zidane always gets credit for that Penenka. Nearly fucked that up, didn't he? <laughs> Hit the crossbar and went in. But <laughs> didn't. But it went in. I know, but fuck me. He's, he's, he's God to me, but like, you know, yeah. I, I don't, there's nowhere near enough pros to Penenka that compared to losses. What would I do if it was in the dressing room? I honestly don't know. It would depend on the moment, what he's like as a person. Has he meant that? Was he just thrown into the defense to take the penalty? Like, has Mitrovic had a knock and gone, I don't fancy it, and they've gone, oh, who wants it? And they're all looking around at each other because no one wants to take it. And as a young lad, he's gone, oh, I'll take it. And then for some reason in his head, he's gone, ah, Penenka it. I don't, like, I don't know. Or has he gone, I'll take it. I've got this lad, step back, ding, ah, shit, ding. And they've gone, the fuck are you doing? Like, the players all put their arm around him because he was crying. Yeah, he was crying. But he was a young lad. Like, they've not gone, I've seen people fuck up a penalty and be sad, and people have got, like, you know, turn the shoulder. Yeah, we've seen that before. Yeah. What did you think of Parker doing it publicly, though? Again, media are clever, mate. It's it's an emotional time, and he's thrown in front of the cameras as part of his contractual obligation. He's got to speak to the media, so they're going to be clever with him. Like, what what do you think of that throw, Scott? So he's probably thought, well, I'll just say it as it is. I don't mind it to an extent as long as when he's gone in, he's put the arm around him. Regardless of whether he's loudmouth, he's lazy, he's brash, he's cocky, whatever, he's still a young lad. He's threw himself forward, and you can see how visibly upset he was at that point. All this bravado or cockiness that may exist as part of the conversation we've just had may exist. Yeah, yeah. that comes out the window the second he breaks down and emotes in front of his teammates, arm around him straight away as a player, as a coach, You've got to as stand his manager. Together. You've got to get your arm around and you've got to get his head up and you've got to move on together. Um, but I just don't know 
looking at Fulham's body language when it happened. He's standing visibly upset, and it took a while for his own teammates to go and console him. But is that part of the learning process? I suppose I don't know. I I I I always like the saying, don't you know, don't insult, don't exact revenge on anyone in revenge is a strong word christ but you know what i mean like don't do anything in public that you can achieve in private that's where we're going for it that's yeah, where i'm yeah. going with it just say like, that next time like, i know yeah couldn't get a word out of it revenge um it's like look everyone says like frank's oh, frank's young frank's naive frank's learn on the job frank handled and i know it's a little different but you know when um verna and tammy were having the spat over who was taking the yeah, second yeah. penalty against palace the reporter was doing the same thing oh what happened there and he went ah oh, it's been dealt with in in-house Oh, but you know what's happening? He just smiled. He went, it's been dealt with in-house. And it won't That's happen all you again. need, isn't it? That's all you need. Two managers and players and a team. The media are an irrelevance. The only thing that's relevant outside of the team and the club is the fans. That's it. Yeah, I agree with that. No one really gives it. Mourinho used to manipulate, and he still does, manipulate still the does. media like it was nothing. Oh, he's massive. He'd it? be inside the dressing room having a right laugh with them going, right, this is the story we're going to put out there. Conte did it. You know, I've said it on this podcast before when Conte ripped the shit out of Buffon and Buffon, they were all in on it. People play games all the time. They do. And like, and we're all kidding ourselves if clubs themselves aren't feeding half these fucking stories to the, the media. Because they're all in on it. They're all in on it. And they're not going to say a bad thing against these people because then they don't get the story next week. It's not their club being talked about. If the media burn Club X, Club X isn't phoning them up when they want something. And then they miss out on the juicy gossip and all well, the other papers are being bought. And that's why it's one big, it's just one big, we'll feed that story in there and then they'll put it out about that and that'll divert the attention. Yada, 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 yada. Whether it's the club itself or it's the manager, like Jose did it all the time, didn't he? Oh, he's king of it. Still does it now. I mean, so that's what I like about him, to be honest. That's one of the, one of the things I do like about him. Clever like that. Belter about his Instagram. Yeah. Did you see him get asked about it? Yeah. Well, by the other day, weren't we? Um, he was asked, oh, Instagram, you know, some belts. You put some some mad images lately from the media. And he was like, yeah, my sponsors wanted me to do it. They were like, what? And he goes, oh, I stopped posting and all my sponsors got annoyed because I've got a few million followers. So, you know, I just post them up. Do my players see it? I don't know. The media were like, oh, uh, uh, and he was like, yeah. <laughs> My Instagram, mate, I have got bigger things to worry about. Surprisingly, my world does not revolve around my like count. Exactly, mate. Poor bastard. Which was the baffling part for most people. Unlike us, who do rely on clicks, oh, and likes, and, and the shares, and follows, yeah. and word of mouth more than anything. Word of mouth so, so, so I'm going to ask for a favour. If you're listening to this, you poor bastards. Please, please, please ask three of your friends to listen to it. Because they may potentially ask three of their friends to listen to it. And that's how we'll get this out there more. Um, we're doing well at the moment. Doing very Looking well. Looking at the numbers. I mean, you've obviously got a spreadsheet. Oh, mate. For everything. Um, so you know more than I do. But I'm, I keep up to date with the, the app I've got, for example, for tracking and stuff. And we're doing all right. But it'd be well. nice to do a little bit better. You just want to keep. I think for what where we are and what are we? Well, we're thirty-one. Like we say, we didn't acknowledge it. We hit thirty last week. Keep listening yourself and just you know, we're doing well, but we want to keep going. We do. It's cool. We'll do a fantasy Premier League. No, no, we'll do that for next week. You you deserve a week off anyway. 
As always, you can catch us every week on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, um, and all your other favorite podcasting platforms. Um, follow us on Twitter. Write to us on two men rambling at gmail.com. DM us on Twitter. It's been a Thanks pleasure. As always. Guys, next week we will preview the upcoming Premier League games where I do predict stumbles for the teams with all their players away on international duty. Yeah. We'll go over Liverpool's injury list as well, which by this time next week, looking at their current form for picking them up, will consist of another three or four fucking players. Amen. Unreal, but it is what it is. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate that. All the best. Have a good weekend and we will see you soon. Cheers, guys.